Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gab Murphy, and to my left is Blackburn's third best Jeremy Renner impersonator. Fuck off. One day, mate, one what? day. You should have bought that bow. I told you you should have bought that bow. I think it's a boat. Who are the ones? Barbara Castle, yeah. famous MP, and Jack Straw. To my right. The reason why we purge. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Scrabbles. Hello. All right, boys. Yes. Good. Uh, E3 yeah. this week, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, God, you're so connected. You're so yeah. switched on. I know, mate. E3. Uh, absolutely languishing. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not working It's out. all going on, lads. It's all going on. So I thought this week we'd talk a little bit about E3. We've also got some mummy shit So is it, it's a podcast on. of two halves, isn't it? podcast mm. of two halves. So you're going to get all your E3 goodness up top yeah. and then stick around for... Big old fat mummy special in the second half. <laughs> fat uh, mummy special. Thank you, we're well, down. You've been looking at my search history. That's my favourite uh, funk band. <laughs> so we actually had the cast on the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the writer director, Alex Kurtzman. And the writer director, Alex Kurtzman, yeah. Bloody, They're all in the corner right now. They're not allowed to yeah. talk. Um, they were a fun group of people. And I'm glad we did the interview for you give the film a fucking paste. <laughs> <laughs> IGN, IGN E3 2017 brought to you by The Mummy. <laughs> um, yeah. Jesus Christ. So let's talk about what we're excited about. Um, me, personally, uh, I, I think E3 is a fucking brilliant thing. I know lots of people get a bit jaded about it and moan about it. That's absolutely pathetic. Um, I know. It's just an amazing, no, fun time. about your time. opinion of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's shite. Shut it down. Um, it's, I mean, for me, it's a nice place to go hang out with people, see some games, play some games, and it's sunny. Like, I, I love that Which you blew, you blew do, you, do you do work there, Gav? Is that what? Basically, what? are you doing <laughs> is nothing? It, is that the point? I do what I want. What? <laughs> we'll be on the live stream quite a lot next week. I've got a full day of live streaming. Um, I think most of the stuff will be going out on Thursday. Of us trying not to swear. I'll be on the Xbox conference pre and post that's show. It, but that's actually very live. Is that live? That's, that's properly. It has, to be, it has to be live. E3.twitter.com, mate. So if you, if you want to tune into the Xbox pre and post show and play Gav Sweary Bingo, you oh, can print God. off your scorecards from my Twitter. Hey, now. do you know what? That's actually a really good point. If I wanted to be freed up a little bit more for the rest of the week, just say cunt on that Microsoft thing. I think. Boom! Wednesday off, boys. Hair uh, just Gav. runs on, spears you up. We're going Disneyland. <laughs> I think you'd be freed up for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. Pretty free. Um, yeah, so what are we excited about? So, I mean, the, what, my first thing that I'm excited about is to get to see Rory's face uh, and also Dale's face because they're going to experience E3 for the very first time. Mm. Like, Rory is going to fucking lose his mind. Dale's going to lose his mind internally because, um, I don't know. He's a stoic northern man. Yeah. Well, it, it, relative to you, mate. Yeah. For me, he's a southerner. Everyone's so. relative. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see Powers just lose his shit. It's like, well, it's like, you know, we've all been a few times, and we're not jaded. I absolutely love E3. It's yeah. a very special thing. But it's like when you get a bit older, when you're a teenager and you're experiencing Christmas, it's always better if there's a little kid around. Mm. Yeah. And you're going to, like, see it through his eyes. That's I a good think. point, yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. feel that way about me last year? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I get, like, last year, like wasn't proxy it? Yeah. excitement. Mm. Yeah. Um, good. 
So that. That's Joe, it. It's quick. <laughs> Joe, you're excited about? Over-enthusiastic Americans. Every year, I make fun of Americans for getting too excited about things. And then, when you're in the room, it makes it much better. Like, I know it's nice to be British and sort of kind of go... Yeah, I don't actually care. That's pretty cool. Like, people standing up and going nuts is occasionally amazing. Yeah. But only at E3. At Gamescom, if they do it, shut it down. You you guys should be hung, as hungover as me. I, I think... I like it. I do... I do sometimes so, I like it, and I think in the right place, it's fine. But I, it? I also feel like people lose their minds about, like, little things. I remember, like, being in the in the war room where everyone was losing their fucking... Like, absolutely losing their box for Fallout Shelter... And it was my first E3 with IGN, and I was looking around at some people going like, GameSpot hiring or what? <laughs> it was like, I was looking around at people losing their minds, and I was like, Emperor's New Clothes style. Just like, you were new. We're, we're all, yeah. It's like, we're all seeing the same thing, aren't we? Like, fucking Tiny Tower. That's all right. Called. I liked it. But for like, people stood up. <laughs> people <laughs> stood up. And left. <laughs> Like, that's not for that's not for me. Not for that. Like you can go nuts for Death Stranding. That's Last, not going to be there. Not gonna be just there. confirmed. Last of Us Two. I'm all right with that. People are losing their mind for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Luigi's Mansion on Switch. Yeah. Are you, those are the I, three. I love the idea of you going around policing this. Yeah. Oh, you get you get excited about that. What are you get out. What are you excited about? Is it Luigi's job. Mansion? I, was it Luigi's Mansion? Get out. I do want to point out because it's that time of year. We have no indication that Luigi's Magic is coming out on Switch, just so we Betty. don't get news stories written about Gav confirming it on Well, I saw someone the other day, because we started a new series of Press Try, Bloodborne, so me and comics going, IGN revealing Bloodborne 2? <laughs> what? what? Absolutely not. Why are they doing this? The amount of times that you've called the creator of that series lazy. lazy. You think he's going to come to you for the big reveal? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't. That's not getting back to him. It might be, you lazy know, by now. <laughs> if he actually did his goddamn work, he'd know he was lazy. Just say lazy. Lazy. All right, Cooper, you're super excited about scorpions. I, yeah, I bloody <laughs> love them. I heard there's a lot in California, and there's those little tiny ones that are UV. Oh, I'll tell you, that'll be like a Max and Brian video where they get like a scorpion and be like, scorpion reveal. They did that lizard one. Like, they could do a scorpion one. But I am excited about the scorpion. Yeah. Because... I used to bloody love a bit of Xbox, and now I have an Xbox One, and I don't think I played it more than twice in the last six months. Yeah. yeah. And I just think they've done a lot of right things in recent times, but obviously they're way far behind. And I would like to see them announce something that actually gets people excited and yeah. is genuinely cool. Do you know what I'd like is if they just announce... Like, everyone's getting excited about the Scorpio. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the hardware. Just, like, the games that are going to come with it. Like, if they finally say, oh, we've got, like, three exclusives and they look quite good. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, and like, and just me, tell me when I'm getting Crackdown 3 yeah, and, and it's Sea like, of Thieves. Yeah, and for me, it's not It's not like a one-upsmanship thing. It's not like, oh, I want them to come back and have a better show. In this. Like, no, I yeah. don't think of any of this stuff in those terms at all. Like, no. oh, they're be- I don't care about that. I just, no. like, it'd be cool to see them come out and present something that is generally makes cool, sense, yeah. is cool. Here's some awesome games. Because ultimately, I just like playing video games. Mm. And I just want them to come out and do that. Yeah. And also, if it looks really impressive. I like watching the... I like, I do, like, even though you can be a sucker for it, and, like, E3 is that time of being, like, hot-winged and wanting to believe. Like, yeah. when you saw that um, first um, demo of um, The Division 
all those years ago. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah, sliding yeah. across. He goes, this is amazing. Yeah. You knew it never looked like that. Yeah, but in the... your head, you're like, oh, it could because it's a couple of years away. Yeah. I just remember <laughs> losing my mind at glass falling out oh. of a bus stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why is that bit still there and that bit's not? Well, <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I love most. Like, you lose your mind over little things. Like, when mm. he closes the door, he closed the door. It, that looks he touched like, the wall. If I closed the door, it would look... That's it me. The noise. <laughs> Come I'm on, him. But, like... I want that moment with the Scorpio. Yeah. Some insane tech demo that I can go, ooh, ooh, hello. Mama and, you know, you know, have a little moment in the corner of the darkened war room. Like, I know it's boring. I know it's, I know it's sting of the Scorpio. <laughs> kind of boring, but I really want to see, like, I hope there's, like, one massive overhaul on the interface. Because oh, I, that's, that's the thing, like, I do love, like, my PlayStation, but... I feel like the interface is just fucking horrible. On the like, PlayStation? Yeah. I just it's, want it to be cool. I want it to be like... It. It's functional, it's functional. But it's not Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do you the remember? Xbox One, they keep redesigning it. And yeah. I, I, when I booted it up recently, I think it's, it's even harder. It's yeah. harder to... I, like, I want to know what those internal meetings are. <laughs> like, are they going to the pub and they're coming back and doing it? And they're just like, just bin it all. Did they think it... Like, like when they did from Blades to thing in, on 360, just yeah. bin it all but and you, start again. Do you remember, like... I know everyone says this, and I know it was ages ago, but the blades did actually feel like a futuristic mm. thing was happening on your screen. Yeah. I want that again. There aren't enough blades on your eyes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you More when blades. you first used the Kinect and it did what you wanted and it did all Minority Report and that, yeah. that was amazing. It's yeah. just the Kinect didn't do anything else. I love it. It's, it's concluded with what we're excited for. Every other podcast on IGN is doing like, big old predictions. We're like, can you redo the UIs? Make them a bit like 360 ones. <laughs> I thought we were meant to be the Rebels. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. A few minutes we're ago, we were really saying the C conser- word. We're really conservative. <laughs> I, love a, I love a good UI upgrade. Oh. That's it. Our two C words, well, cunt they- and conservatism. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they get rid of, like, because I've never had an Xbox One, didn't they get rid of the, like, Snap 2 thing? Is that gone? Mm. Is that correct? Um, so you can't watch, you can't watch Sky Sports and play FIFA at the same time? There's, uh, there Which is a section in the screen. You, do you could. It could in the videos. Um, I remember. <laughs> that was, was wicked it? Someone we used to work with at CVG used to snap he played FIFA yeah. while he watched Sky Sports yeah I was like, such a lad football on, nerd mate. I think it was Andy Robinson it was Andy um, Robinson yeah. I just wasn't going to say his name alright yeah because well, <laughs> I thought you I were going to jump now. into attacking him no 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 because like he used to talk about that quite a lot like Andy Robinson like he used to be the editor of CVG and now he works for Playtonic he used to get really excited about like the littlest thing like he would come into um, work every day talking about the Wii chat like the video chat thing. Oh, one with you. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. he used to use it to like chat with a lot of his like freelancers. Um, what? Like his uh, American freelancers. He'd be like, he was like, such a robust chat platform. <laughs> like, no one's using it. Like he's literally yeah. coming in and be like, it's really stable when only five people are <laughs> yeah. using it. Hey man, that's the um, <laughs> But he loved it. He's gone about it all the time. We're like, to the point where we're like, mate, you've got to stop going on about this chat thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> really, that's really nice though. I love it is that. really cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he fucking loved it. Robust chat platform. Mate, it's a robust chat platform. What, what? else do you want? <laughs> Imagine if you went into a room and thinking someone's on FaceTime and they're like holding up. 12 like, good first party games, robust chat platform. Were you best? Lead with it's, it. Lead it's funny with if it. you know what Andy sounds like as well, which is like a proper West Ham fan, like Cockney. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. So I can't even do it. Uh, the other thing I'm excited for, not the other thing, it's lots of stuff I'm excited two things, for. Two oh, things. who's jaded now? <laughs> Yeah, it's not even a fucking game. Not, none of them. Move it to Vegas. Um, I mainly get excited by <laughs> offline activations. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> 
you can you now fucking change, Gavin. <laughs> you can now have two primary PS4 consoles. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, we're going to Bethesda's conference, uh, which I've never been to before. No, no we've only done it. Like it's the third year. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, and they apparently. Wait, are we allowed to say this? Uh, I did wonder that they've they've teased it. They've well, we don't actually the, know any. The, invo- co- the invites have gone yeah. out. Oh, we, well, okay. we don't know any more information. No, we like, don't actually. Um, the we, invites suggest. Yeah. yeah, we've heard talk. That Bethesda are uh, for their conference people. They've made a fairground. I want to see what that's about. Yeah. So if people haven't seen the invite, what yeah. it was it was like it looked like a theme park, mm. and just as like Disney World is segmented into different um, lands, mm. this is segmented <clears throat> by different game. Mm. So there's one that looks a bit like Dishonored, one that looks a bit like Doom ish and stuff like that and there's two that are under construction construction oh this will be obviously what could that the, be guys shelter 2 <laughs> it's not <laughs> so it sounds like they might the, the implication is they might be building some kind of real life fun fair yeah. I'm sure be... they've not built Disneyland overnight what so maybe scale down the expectation well, okay but it, I love Beth- a good bit of theme in me Bethesda Ooh. released um Dishonored 2, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, last year they had a great... Like, the Dishonored 2 bit was as if you were in the Clockwork Mansion walking around and stuff, like, on the show floor. They had some really cool stuff. And then Blink-182 played the conference last year. Did they? Yeah. Well, well, well. Big shorts. See, um, I remember once me and Powers had to go cover Minecon um, at the XL, and he'd gone on the first day, I was going on the second day to do a bunch of stuff, and he was like, man, yeah, come over. Like, There's a fairground here. There's a there's a roller coaster. I was like... Yeah, the ride. So I went, and I was like, Powers... You said roller coaster in the text, and it was basically like golf buggies going around, like the most budget uh, sort of yeah, real life like, mi- Minecraft think, world. You can see this ever, video yeah. on the site. Yeah, if you go it is, on YouTube, yeah. like IGN Minecon, Minecraft, Minecon like roller ride or something. Or something. Like that, yeah. Um, and what it is, it's a bit like it's a small world. Yeah. So really like cardboard, yeah. wooden cutout like shapes. Shite, so shy. Oh. But like it was quite. Cute in a way because there was a big queue for him. Me and Powers queued for it with everyone else. Um, and I was like, Have you been on this yet? He's like, No, 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 no. I'm like, it's going to be awesome. We were filming it. I'm just like, This is the fucking weirdest thing I've ever been on. It was so weird. And I think that comes across in the video. What <laughs> what attraction would you like there to be based Ooh. on the Bethesda game? What, okay, so what are they bringing? Well, there's a rumor that Evil Within 2 might be a thing. Mm, and right. I was thinking, like, if it was a theme park, I would love a haunted house. Good, like haunted house. Ghost, ghost train. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love a good ghost train. That'd be really good. Of course you love And come out spattered in awful. Mm. <laughs> kidney sticking that's out just, your ear. That's just me. I want to go back to the war room with a kidney in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the first um, things I ever went to, one of my first E3s, it was when... Um, Gearbox review, uh, revealed that game that they're not making it anymore. Uh, Furious 4. Um, I about have no memory of that at no. all. Um, it looked alright. looked alright. Brother, so is it Brothers in Arms game? So did Battleborn. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, Brothers in Arms, Furious 4. And it looked, it looked really, really good. Um, and... I went and spoke to the guy there. It's actually that guy who does uh, Mikey, who does movies. Oh, he just left because he's too ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really sad. Um, he's amazing. But his YouTube channel is really good. Mikey Newman. Um, but yeah, we went there and they basically made like a pub because it was, it was 
done, the game was set in like, uh, it was kind of like um, Inglorious Bastards in the pub that they're in. Um, and that's a lot of that in their trailer. So basically where you went and saw the game and did your interviews was in like basically a pub and you got to like drink like German beer and stuff there. Went there a lot that week. It was good. It was good. Loves E3, Gav. He loves a bit old E3. So how can we, how can there be a pub? What's Dishonored uh, has a pub in it. There you yeah. go. First, first game set almost, your hub's a pub. Excellent. Pub hub. That's what we want. That's like your life. Your hub's a pub. Or, or the fridge by Loading bar. Loading bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm getting all my missions from around here. This is just your work excitement, yeah. Gav. My missions. Side my missions. My missions. Is this a side quest or is it campaign? <laughs> I don't know. Just do it. You've got a junket at seven. Joe. Uh, yes? What, 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 this? what have you written down here? I've written the fact that I would like. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to. I would like. We're going to play a new Mario game next week. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen every week. Just next week. It's like, I'm, like, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. It only really occurred to me today that that was going to happen. Yeah. And that it's the first like sandboxy Mario game since Sunshine. So I might be dead soon. <laughs> like, There's a good chance I'll die. Like, I think it'd be really cool after last year. Like, Last year they went all in on Zelda. Yes. And it feels like they're doing the same thing with Mario this year. New Donk it, City. If they've built... Basically, the little New Donk City oh, in, in the kind of the the auditorium that would be yeah. amazing. To be fair, they do have more than one game to show this year. Nah, just do that one. Um, what else? I don't know. <laughs> Splatoon Two. Oh, is Xenoblade. This, is yeah. any of the Zelda Probably. DLC stuff? Well, I don't know if Xenoblade's there. But yeah. is any of the Zelda DLC stuff there? And they just keep. They mm, haven't talked okay. about it. I guess they, in the direct, they might hint at what yeah. the one at Christmas is, perhaps. But that'd be, mm. or they might say we got release date for the first DLC. Yeah, no, still summer. Imagine if they just go available now. Yeah, I'd hate that because yeah, we're all working. <laughs> what am I going to do? I tell you, yeah. really hate that guy's team, Brendan. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> fuck <go> off. off. <laughs> Brendan, you're off that. You're on this. Oh, I just finished Zelda. <laughs> Never be more excited to see the last 200 hours of footsteps I've left across yeah. the world. I can't believe it. <laughs> what if there's like a whole area you've never been to? It probably is. No, definitely. I, I, I still I haven't been to that mountain with the glowing green bit on top because I can't find it. <laughs> I think, oh, where you find the... Um... I don't know what's up there. Oh, okay. Shut your mouth. Right, sorry, I didn't know. Jesus didn't know. Christ. Um, yeah, right, I, Odyssey. I really want to see the map for the steps thing. Sorry. So I reckon there's going to be like loads of bits where, you know, where you just almost get to a place and then you just get distracted. Like that's yeah. going to be on my map so much where it's just like, <laughs> I'm almost at this like really exciting thing. It's like, oh, I just got you. <laughs> Gav's never been to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just all great plateau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, guys. What, what do you mean? <laughs> what else is there? What? <laughs> what, you can jump down there? What? Fuck How? that. How are you jump down? Got a paraglider. Power what? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think, I, I think it was like, there was um, an article on Polygon, I think, actually. Um, and it was some dude who was, who was like, his kid was playing Zelda. And he basically, he had spent like 40 hours on the Great Plateau. Just like he didn't know, he was just like doing shit up there. That's absolutely like, pathetic. That kid shouldn't be allowed to play anymore. <laughs> I t- I, if that was my, I'd take the yes. switch away. Waste. That was wasted on you. You <laughs> just had the demo. You got anything else you want to say about Mario Switch, Joe? Oh, just that's gonna be the best. Excellent, Daniel. Spider Man. <laughs> like we've barely seen anything from that game, and I, I've only been to one E3 conference, and it was last Sony last year, and they showed that, and it was you know it was a proper surprise mm. that, that that came along. And I just want to actually see it going. Like, see yep. what it's like to play. Like, I have very fond memories of being 15, 16, 
playing the Spider-Man game on PS2. Oh, Spider-Man and 2 is yeah. unbelievable. And me and my mates, like, it, we just used to just drink and just swing around. Yeah, New 15. York. No, when 2 came out, it was probably like 17, 18. No, you weren't. Yeah. You're not that much older than me. Yeah, yeah. I got um, the first Spider-Man game for, uh, as a present for finishing my GCSEs. Oh. And um, yeah, so I'm <laughs> nothing more on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited to see it, and I really hope. Do you know when it's out? No, like they, I hope they, it's this year. They haven't even said yeah. like what it is. Like, no, they haven't said like. No, I mean, it's probably an open world game. They wouldn't be teasing it if it wasn't. Yeah. But, like, they haven't even said that. We've just seen him swinging through a shop. Yeah, yeah. I want like, them to announce like, who the villains are in it. Wait, yeah. what's the reason behind that suit? Because it's really weird looking. Is there a story reason behind that? Mm. Voice cast would be cool to know who's That'd playing really Spider-Man yeah. and the villains. And, you know, it'd be kind of cool like, if because obviously it's Sony. Um, if Tom Holland's there or something like that yeah. to announce it or there's some kind of movie tie-in, I think it'd be pretty cool. Oh, God. Yeah, I it's just want to know really much more exciting. about it because like, we've entered the era now where... They're actually really good licensed games, yeah. And that yeah. never used to be a thing when I was a kid. Like, the whole Marvel slate, almost like almost always shonky. Yeah. So yeah. Excellent. Do you think we'll see anything of that Avengers game? Oh, yeah. Square. Square. Square about that. Yeah. I wonder where that would figure. It would be at one of the first party conferences. I yeah. Imagine. yeah. Like they would partner with someone. Wouldn't surprise me if they teased it. It'd be brilliant. Like just a, a little glimpse of again yeah. what that is. Yeah. It's multi-game deal. Yeah, 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 and it's um, is it Crystal Dynamics? Yeah, it's and, the Tomb Raider people. Yeah, God damn. Well, we'll be surprised just... then. Maybe if it, they do like a similar thing when they did with Tomb Raider, when it's like Xbox exclusive for a bit. And yeah, it's like a big thing on the oh, conference where they do that. It'll be PS4 exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is, <laughs> unless it's Scorpio. Ooh. Scorpio exclusive. Scorpio only. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Scorpio the only. Just burns so now we gotta buy Scorpio. Um, awesome. E3 is going to be great. What are you going to do for the plane? Uh, I'm going to down... Well, can you download Master of None Season 2? If you can, nope. get in that. I, probably. That, Mad Men. Shut up. Purge. Uh, arms. Pur- purge economy. Mm. <laughs> purge business. Because they'll be below me, but not that far below Actually, yeah. purge business, and we'll all move up into business. <laughs> nice. I'm not moving down from first, though. Cockpit. So, <laughs> cockpit Joe, only for me. Purging. Don't purge. Don't pur- <laughs> Joe, I told you before, do not purge the cockpit. Just the co-pilot. <laughs> so, Joe will you you be purging. I'll be hiding in the toilets because like, I'm the first to go. <laughs> You're fucking purge worthy. I'm getting purge done. Um, I Cooper, wouldn't purge you. You, you look like you're I'm probably just smuggling pictures of Pennywise around your seat. <laughs> see how many we can get. Mate, your E3 is rigged. <laughs> see, how, see how many we can get in his passport before he leaves again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tightly coiled clowny spring that's good is it <laughs> yeah it is it's brilliant um, do you know what is no. out this week as well as E3 kicking off The Mummy so we went to see it we're both very excited to see it like you're a huge huge uh, Universal Monsters fan um, so them starting this big dark universe yeah, I think a lot of people thing. don't still don't even know what this is or a thing no. like you know they put a press release out a few weeks ago saying this is called dark universe yeah um, people know that you can't it's hard to make something like this yeah, just happen yeah, yeah. out of nothing <clears throat> especially before the first film came out it comes out yeah. you know the Marvel thing was a slow build mm. even DC are trying to force it and get it up and running this is very much like it's up and running before we've even done the first yeah. one yeah and yeah, yeah it's, so it's a bit underwhelming it is a bit underwhelming like I like didn't 
I think it's, it's, just a lot, a, it's a very loud film. I think a lot of people like thought it was going to be absolutely terrible. I don't think it's absolutely terrible no, or anything not, like that. Yeah. I just think more than anything, it's just very bland. Yeah. And it doesn't, it has a few horror elements in it, but I don't think it pays any respect no. to that heritage. And it's just this relentless action film. There's like, really there's a bit from like yeah. middle onwards where I just feel like Tom Cruise is constantly falling in and out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. out of a plane, into an ambulance, out of an ambulance, oh, through ambulance a wall, bit, into man. some water. And it's just like he that. He falls out of a plane into an ambulance. Uh, Essentially, it feels like, that yeah. sounds wicked. And it just feels like there's no witter character no. laced in any of that action. You mm. know, like in the airport scene, just every scene puts a button on that character where yeah. you reveal something about Cap and Spidey through the action yeah. they're doing. This is just noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. I, 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 I do like what they do with Drake Johnson in the film. I kind of like that. Um, but it is just like that. Like you said, like that. There's an ambulance scene which I, I felt like went on for about 25 minutes. It's just like, when is this ending? Um, and like, you just don't really care about the mummy. There's actually a joke in one of the scenes that's supposed to be a funny action joke where the two main characters are running in opposite directions. Yeah. But it's almost like symbolic of the film. Just yeah. Everyone's running in every direction. And I think there's lots of good ideas in it. Like, they've got Russell Crowe playing Henry Jekyll. Mm. And he leads this kind of new team, this um, organization called Prodigium, which apparently has secret headquarters in yeah. the Natural History Museum. Oh, that sounds and good. he's See, like, all he's that like, stuff sounds wicked. And yeah. like, but there's, it's only touched on. Yeah. And I feel like if you want to establish this universe, maybe start with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of exactly what they're doing with the Godzilla Kong universe, though, as well, where it's mm. just sort of like, oh, by the way, there's some interesting stuff. You'll find out about it later. Have fun yeah. And I think that right. approach is fine if you don't necessarily know how it's all going to connect and you want to loot. I think this movie, uh, we spoke yeah, yeah. Kurtzman. Yeah. This was already up and running before that necessarily was in place. Mm. Yeah. But then you just think, maybe just wait another year yeah. and then open with like all your designs ready yeah. and just go for it yeah, yeah. Um, that's, the th- that's the thing it was really good as well because we did a day basically where we spoke to Alex Kurtzman for half an hour um, and such a smart dude like, yeah and like everything he said is bang on yeah, yeah he like I would definitely buy into what he wants these movies to be yeah. but obviously big Hollywood films aren't the work of one person no yeah is he yeah. the Feige of the dark universe yeah though? essentially he's with yeah. like a few other dudes like the guy who produced the Fast and Furious movies mm. and David Coop screenwriter and a few other yeah. people I think um, so yeah so I've written here we're going to hear from Alex Kurtzman on how much he bums horror uh, in a bit um, so that's really really good but it was like we got to speak to some of the cast as well so we got to speak to Jake Johnson and Courtney B. Vance remind me who they are uh, Courtney B. Vance is Johnny Cochran from that O.J. Simpson thing from not, last year. Not seen it. Haven't you? No. Oh, you'd really like it. It's absolute trash, but it's <laughs> good. And Jake Johnson is the guy from Jurassic World and New Girl. Moustache uh, in Jurassic World. Is he the, guy, the tech yeah. guy? Yes, he's a tech guy. The yeah, Jurassic, yeah. Party, the Jurassic Party show. Yes. Yeah. Um, me and Krupa had the idea to do like a sweary thing. So basically, there's a couple of like British swear words um, in The Mummy. So we were like, oh, we'll do like, we'll ask the cast for like their favourite British swear words. That'll be fun. Mm. Didn't really go down as well as I wanted. I'm going to put some bits in so you can hear it. Um, but <laughs> one of the cast said like a word which I actually can't repeat on this podcast um, and I was like she was saying it and saying it a lot and I was looking at us going like stop saying it stop saying it what was it it's a pretty bad word man. it's the n word it's, it's <laughs> not the n word <laughs> what was it but it's pretty bad interesting like bad enough that we can't do that future basically Oh my god. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, we're gonna hear a little bit from the cast, then we're gonna hear some awesome stuff from Alex Kurtzman. Hello. 
sorry, this is Gav very quickly. Uh, it only just occurred to me that you don't know who these people are. So I've kind of said that Jake Johnson and Courtney B. Vance are going to be chatting together. Um, then you're going to hear from Sophia Batella talking about evil and stuff. She plays the mummy in the film, so she obviously knows all about that. Uh, then it's Annabelle Wallace who plays Jenny Halsey um, in the film as well, and I sort of like pitch what I think is going to happen with her character. So, yeah, that's something for you to enjoy, isn't it? You guys are in, you know, quite a scary movie. What scares you guys, either in movies or in real life? Real life is scary to me. Yeah, movies, movies are scary to me. Movies, you can take <laughs> That's right. You know, this was this was scary for you because you you Tom had you running. Yes, on which you teased I was me not about on a lot. I was not on buildings. He was running across buildings. Yeah. yeah. What about his kids? Like, what did, what were you scared of as kids? Tom. Tom. <laughs> no. Um, as good movies wise. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, I guess, the creature from the Black Lagoon. And, yeah. I saw The uh, Shining a little bit too young. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Really got we to didn't, We weren't allowed to see movies. I think the first movie I saw was was uh, The Sound of Music. So I don't think there's too many. Terrifying. <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, but there were, that was kind of scary with the, the Germans that were coming yeah, in to take right. them. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, I think 2001 Space Odyssey was, was nice. how was a little scary. Yeah. Jaws got me pretty bad. Jaws. Jaws got me I've pretty bad. I've ruined me yeah. for the ocean. Yeah, Still was, to this day. I was afraid to go in the bath. I just lamp. Yeah, I'm the same way. I look in the pool. I look below to see. Yeah. <laughs> how, how deep is that deep end? That's right. <laughs> Evil scared me, you know, anything that was depicted as evil in the movie scared me. And I came across a VHS tape of The Exorcist before the age of 10, and that really scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's never good to watch that. No, it's not. <laughs> but I think because maybe I saw that, nothing else scared me after that. Yeah. <laughs> so young, yeah. You know, I think the idea that there were these things, these, these dark entities, these mm. people that were disenfranchised that by morphed into something else and yeah. uh it definitely you know dracula the hunchback of notre dame mm. i mean quite a few of them you know frankenstein yeah and i remember being a kid and being so kind of terrified but lured in and yeah. seduced by them and and you know i found myself questioning my moral compass with them so when i knew this was all <laughs> happening this dark universe was coming up i was yeah. like oh that's that's interesting. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and obviously, like I mean, you and your organization in the film, not in mm-hmm. real life, obviously, um, you get to go on and do some other stuff in the dark universe now. Like, how scared are you going to be when you actually have like the Hunchback of Notre Dame on set? I'm going to be pretty scared. I'm one of those people that you know, as an actor, your inner child is so awake. Yeah. And when you're in these sets and in these environments, I mean, you really believe what's happening. I believe yeah. everything. <laughs> And, you know, when the mommy would appear, I'd be, like, in awe. And it's like, action! I was like, yeah. oh, God. Oh, Especially you know. when she moves as well. She moves in such a creepy yes, way. Yes, like. she just moves in a very strange way. And, yeah, and, um, yeah. so I think, I think it's going to be exciting to watch my reaction. There should be a B-roll just to, yeah, yeah. to watch my reaction to all the, the, the monsters to come. Yeah. And what's sort of your role going to be in this sort of dark universe thing? Because I kind of get the feeling from just the mummy that maybe you weren't all on board with a lot of stuff that Jacko was doing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions left unanswered with Jenny, and mm. I think purposely so. Yeah. Um, you wonder about her, you wonder where she's going, why she is involved with Jekyll, like yeah. who, who is she really? And I hope that, you know, people want her back. And yeah. I think she's going to have an interesting 
time within this universe. Do you know what I, th- I think? Because they haven't cast a Wolfman yet, I think they should keep Wolf Lady. And, like, I think Jenny should be Wolf Lady. I Honestly, I think this is a very good idea. I yeah. might pitch this idea. It's good, because I guess they haven't talked about the Wolfman or anything yet. And no. it's like, he's a really, really big one as well. Yeah, so. and there's so many, there's so many to play with, you yeah. know, so it's finding the right one and, and you know, you know, there's just so many to unearth, yeah. and you know, it's an exciting time to think about it. It'll be but I'm f- gonna pitch that. Yeah, it'd be quite funny to watch like the internet lose its mind if they make Wolfman a Wolf Lady. Wolf, wolf Man, yes, <laughs> I think so. Let's be a lady of all these monsters. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be really good. Yeah, there's a lot of really good because um, a lot of it's set in like London and Britain and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of really good like British swearing in the film. Do you guys have a favorite British swear word? I don't really know British words. Slug off. Slug off. Is that a curse word? I think so. <laughs> First thing that popped in my head. Okay. <laughs> that sounds a bit Welsh. I don't really it's trust you. You don't really know British swear words. <laughs> oh, what is slug off? We don't know any. Like wankers are wankers like a classic. <laughs> 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 like wankers are classic. Wankers. Slug off. Wankers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slug off, you wanker. Is that one? <laughs> yes. In the movie. So let us look. Courtney, let's pitch the movie. You start. Okay. So where are we? Swear. swear no, the movie that we just watched. Oh, yes. It's a very good comedy. <laughs> With a lot of scares. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot good. of scares. Um, and so, like, and swear words. And swear words. Okay, yeah. English, English swear words. English, English swear words. You need to learn some good English swear words for when you're out and about because you guys have got a couple of days in London. That's so a word that out and about. Out and about. That's, a, that's an English one. Yeah. Can yeah. I have a bloody pint? That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> it's really teaching us some very. They were a lovely bunch of people So now you're going to hear us Just having a little bit of a chat about horror and stuff With Alex Kurtzman Who's the director of The Mummy And is also in charge of the Dark Universe This movie, a lot of it takes place in in London And a lot of the classic movies take place in in England Mm -hmm. Or in some kind of like Mm -hmm. mythic Eastern mm-hmm. Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, will this franchise take place in that same region, or do you see it as more of an international globe-trotting kind of These thing? are global films, mm-hmm. so it's going to be dependent on the nature of each monster. You know, um, some of the monsters, Creature from the Black Lagoon is the Amazon, mm-hmm. you know. Um, spoiler, by the way. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so it's all about figuring out what is the nature and the mythology of each monster and figuring out a setting, but our whole design is to make these global films. Yeah. You mentioned Creature from the Black Lagoon. When you're, you're walking through to so Henry's um, sort of lab, mm. we were trying to like write down all the things we were seeing. I think, mm. are there like a bunch of different stuff in those little vials that we didn't see? Mm-hmm. Just like sort of like little Easter eggs. Do you know how much restraint it took me not to put everything from <laughs> yeah. every movie ever in every jar in that yeah. scene? <laughs> that was really funny. We were just like, yeah, there was a, there was a Dracula there. We were like, <laughs> but then you also start seeing things that maybe are not there. Going, yeah. oh, that, that's probably, that that's, 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 it, right. that's definitely next ray of a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, that's Yes, we were yeah, actually yeah. having a long conversation on the way home yesterday whether yeah. that was an X-ray of a werewolf or not. Yeah. And you were like, there are more vertebrae. And I was like, do you know how many vertebrae are in a human? No, but there probably is. <laughs> Anybody listening to us on the tube was like, like who are these guys? That's my favorite <laughs> conversation ever. Yeah. I would have joined right in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is they hard because there's so many, as you say, you mentioned all these like really famous characters that a lot of people will already have this vision, mm. a strong vision of what that mm. character means to them in the head. Mm. Is it hard for you then going into this universe having to sort of try and change people's perception? of that character? I mean, you know, I have to approach it as a fan and what I loved about the films and say, like, what do I want to protect about the films? But I also know, you know, having done Star Trek, that, you know, there's no larger and more vocal fan base than Star Trek fans. and (laughs) Never. (laughs) And, you know, when we were making those films and and now with what we're doing on Discovery, um, you know, you you want to honor 
you must honor what came before. It's not even a negotiation. It's like, this is canon. Yeah. This is what happened. <laughs> you know, you must do these things. And yet, if I only delivered you the story that you knew, you wouldn't feel like it was different or fresh enough. And so you got to find a way to do that. You know, I, I was uh, blown away by what J.J. did in Star Wars because, you know, Star Wars for me was like the big bang of everything. And, you know, that was the thing you see, you're four years old, and you're like, I got to do that. Yeah. And um, to take on <laughs> Star Wars and start a whole new universe and please the fans of Star Wars yeah. and please a whole new generation that doesn't have the same connection to what it was is probably the, hard, the tallest order I could think of, you know? And he managed to do that. And now new generations are going to love Star Wars. Rogue One was great. And, you know, they're going to keep going on with all these different films. And I think that rather than saying oh, cynically, like, oh, it's just this endeavor of like, you know, the studios, they want to make money. and Actually, maybe, maybe, yeah, it's a, it's a corporation. I mean, yeah. you can't deny that. At the same time, it allows us to tell the stories that we love. Yeah. And they're being told in really interesting ways by really interesting directors, you know, who are doing something different. And Absolutely. now yeah. it means that the world gets to grow. And hopefully 40 years there'll be, from now, there'll be another reinvention of these things. You know, I don't, it's only a bad thing if, if you see it as a bad thing, yeah. you know? As you were like, rolling up production on the other movies in the Dark Universe, can you talk about the selection criteria for the directors and the writers that are working mm -hmm. on these movies? Um, obviously, fandom is a huge part of it, you know? Um, so let's take Bill Condon, who's directing Bride of Frankenstein. I mean, Gods and Monsters is one of the greatest movies ever. And, you know, this is you're talking about a director who understands, you know, the nature of what it means to make a monster movie at the DNA level, but also what those monsters represented to that director, yeah. to James Whale. And, you know, um, his his connection and affinity for Bride and the way he represented her and the way he represented Frankenstein in Gods and Monsters told all of us that it wasn't even a debate, you know, about who should be directing this movie yeah. um, because you're talking about someone who just in their DNA understands it. Um, to be able to have Javier Bardem playing the monster is like a dream come true, you know? So I think that it's all about figuring out, you know, who speaks to the spirit of these films, who understands them the most, you know, and, and which writers come up with takes that are, and we work with the writers to do that, but th that are honoring the tradition and the heritage while bringing something new to the table. And it's it's hard, you know? I mean, we don't want to make these movies until they're worth making, until yeah. they're right, you know? I think the worst mistake that we could make would be just to start pumping them out without any real thought about yeah, those things, you know? <laughs> we don't want to do that. That would be very bad. Because you delayed, like, there was talk about another one coming out next year, and then it was pushed back a year. Um, well, can you tell a bit more about Javier Bardem's take on Frankenstein? No. Nothing. <laughs> it's good. Presumably, it's good. <laughs> what was it about Harry Bardem that made you think like that guy? He's our guy. If you ask any of the actors that we've now got into the universe, Johnny Depp, Javier, um, Russell, Tom, they will all tell you a similar story about watching the Universal Monsters as kids and being terrified, mm -hmm. and how much they loved them. You know, if you look at it from their point of view, um, you're going to make a big studio movie. Okay, you can play a superhero. Mm -hmm. Pretty, you know, square-jawed superhero, flaws that are interesting but often not wildly deep. Or you can play a character in which the assumption is that the character will be broken, damaged, violent, upset, scary, 
And there's no expectation that the character will be fixed by the end because if they were fixed, they wouldn't be monsters anymore. Yeah. It's a very, very enticing idea for an actor, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's enticing for all of us because if you're making movies at the studio level at the scope and scale, yeah. how, how often do you get the chance to make a movie about complicated gray areas? You said that this is like a unique genre unto itself. Obviously, it's heavily indebted to horror and you know there's original movies for original audiences were scary mm -hmm. what was the discussion around this because obviously you want to make a big broad film that lots of people can go see and it'll take a lot of money but also how scary you can make it to kind of maybe put off certain people from seeing it well look the movies that I loved growing up were the movies that walked right up to the line of R you know and where you feel like you're you know you're they hold you in that state of suspense and terror but they don't always cross it um, Obviously, the most notable example being, you know, seeing Raiders as a kid, and and it's just that's a really scary movie, you know. And it was the first the guy's face melts at the end. You're like, what? Um, you know, at eight years old, that's shocking. But it's, it, you know, it's it's so appropriate to the story. Um, and I think that what's interesting, you know, you look at Jurassic World a couple of years ago, which I really enjoyed, and I thought Colin did a really good job. And there's some really scary sequences, and that's defined as a family film now. So I think we live in a world where, you know, what defines a family film has changed somewhat. Um, I think that you cannot make a monster movie without having scares. You just can't. You, it would feel like a fundamental betrayal. And it was interesting after our first trailer launch, there was a lot of debate. It's like, oh, is this going to be Mission Impossible, mm -hmm. Mummy, and, you know, what's that? And, and I just knew, like, no, there's going to be scares in this movie. And I, people will find that as it goes. And um, I think that, you know, you, you want to design sequences that are that, that do walk up to the line. I'm a lifelong horror fan. I've seen almost everything. I mean, everything I can get my hands on. And I think that um, horror is interesting because, you know, I guess you could say all films are defined by the director who makes the film, but there's something so specific about horror because it's, it is entirely dependent on the director's choices about what they do or don't show you and where they make the scares come from. So some directors will terrify you by showing you everything and some directors will terrify you by showing you almost nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really interesting challenge. You know, directorially, it's an interesting challenge. But I think for me, you know, there's, there are sections of Hitchcock movies that I could define as horror, even though really it's about suspense, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I just I do love that, and I, I I was excited to design the scarier parts of the movie. I personally I would have liked to have gone further. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> we, we actually spoke to Colin Trevorrow about um, the trailer for the original Jurassic World, mm -hmm. um, the second trailer, mm -hmm. and the second trailer is really bombastic. Mm -hmm. It's like everything's blowing up, yeah. and he was lots like of helicopters. Yeah, lots of helicopters, stuff, yeah. and the final movie is not that loud at all. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more dying stuff, and he right. was like, he was like, yeah, and. That was, a, that was a surprise to me. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you watch the trailer for The Mummy and it's a lot of London exploding. Mm, and yeah. you don't even get the second act mm. with like the Gothic church, mm -hmm. which is much more recognisably mm -hmm. universal yeah. monsters. Mm -hmm. So you would have liked to have maybe done more, more of that stuff even. Here's what I can tell you. My, you got to know what you're good at and you got to know when you're seeding to mm. the people who do their jobs. And, you know, we're all very involved with Universal in, in really everything. Like... They show us the trailers first. They came to set and showed us the first trailer, you know, before, while we were still shooting the movie. Um, They're so good there. I mean, the team there is so thoughtful and so thorough. And if they're presenting us something, they're not presenting us, hey, we had some ideas, let's just throw it out mm -hmm. at you. They're presenting it with 
an enormous amount of research yeah. and testing and like here are the things we've found and as a filmmaker when you're trying to make a movie that reaches a global audience you rely on that testing and that information to help shape your campaign so i don't what i don't what, where i would throw down is if i felt that there, i was seeing something that was betraying the tone of what we had mm. done yeah. i shot that footage you know there mm. are there's a whole lot of london being destroyed in this yeah. film and you know, the way they choose to sell it is interesting because the next trailer they did went in the other direction and emphasized a lot more of the scares. Yeah. You know, there's I've, I've seen now 50 TV spots or something like that, and it runs the gamut from funny stuff to really scary stuff to action stuff. And yeah. that's the point. The movie has all of those things. You and so different people every yeah. time. It's like the final Jurassic World trailer begins with uh, John Williams' piano music, yeah, right. which appeals to people like me and yeah, you. Absolutely. And the other people weren't bothered or didn't even know another Jurassic World film was coming out. That's right. The first trailer gets them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, you say you were really into horror. I'm interested to see it. Is there anything you've seen recently that you really, really Get liked? Out. Get Out. Yeah, that's really good. I think Get Out was just a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jordan is ridiculously talented. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, to take, you know, a weird combination of Rosemary's Baby, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, um, uh, Stepford Wives, you know, and then yeah. give it the sort of political charge that he gave it with. You know, it's such a simple film, and yet it's so complicated, and that's yeah. what's so brilliant about it. Um, I love how it segued from re real deep suspense to straight-up horror, yeah. you know, <laughs> and how satisfying it was when it did. Yeah. Um, and then you think about that film, and you think about it in relation to what Key and Peele did. Yeah. And with, so in a total, from nowhere, you're like, that guy yeah. could do anything. Yeah. You know, both of them. I just think they're both amazing. Yeah, I think when I saw his name come up on the trailer, I was like, isn't that the Key and Peele dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty amazing. But I thought that was a very, very special film and definitely deserved, you know, everything that it got. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite horror movie? It's going to be cliche, so I apologize in advance. Um, one of them has to do with your socks. There's two. The other is um, is The Exorcist. And Tom and I would watch a film a day while we were in prep. Okay. And um, we would talk about different films and how we would apply some of the lessons of those films. And um, not and The Exorcist, not so much for the sequences at, in Washington, which are obviously some of the greatest filmmaking ever made, mm. but the first 10 minutes of that film. And the utter immersion in a texture and a world in an almost silent film way, mm. there's very little dialogue, but you are immediately transported. A, because they went to Iraq and shot, but B, you are filled with this deep, deep sense of dread. Yeah. And you don't know why. And, the, uh, the, and this feeling that something's coming. And everything from Friedkin's choice of composition to the way he used sound or took sound away you know, um, or... The early shot in the movie actually really reminded where you're in the tomb beneath London and it's that hard shot, bright daylight in the desert, mm -hmm. which is reminding mm -hmm. me of that Freaking does a lot of that in yeah. that movie, those mm -hmm. hard transitions. Yes. Yeah. So you're just always uneasy. It's interesting. I'm, I made a couple direct sort of tip of the hat references to it, but I hadn't even thought about that. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's true. I mean, I just we were very inspired by that film and we, I just watched that opening over and over and over again. Um, because it holds you in a state of deep suspense and terror. And, you know, it's wonderful. We, we watched a lot of Kubrick. Um, and obviously Tom's worked with Kubrick. So to be able to understand how Kubrick achieved what he achieved, beyond what everyone's written about, beyond composition and lighting and all the you know, lenses, and, but how he would talk to actors and get those performances and create the rhythm of the dialogue that was so strange, you know, um, was a wonderful thing. Um, movement the way that he would move actors around very slowly in a frame 
you know, we, we worked with Sophia quite a bit on her movement. And obviously, she's an Olympic athlete level dancer. And I needed an actress who could make you believe that she was a 5,000-year-old princess come to a modern day, and that required a very specific kind of movement. Mm -hmm. um, and so we looked at Kubrick for the way he would, you know, everything from the scene between Scatman Crothers and, and um, Danny in, uh, in, in, you know, when they're eating ice cream and uh, in the hotel and how slowly they would respond to each other and how the pauses between questions and answers would just make you so unsettled to, you know, the way Vincent D'Onofrio or... Uh, McDowell would would sort of look up, and you know the classic Kubrick, you know all that's all that stuff. We, we, we would talk about um, how he would achieve those things and how we could apply the lessons to Mummy. Amazing, right? We're being wrapped up, but thank you so much for talking thank to us, man. That's that it. Was really I'm, good. It's yeah. such a great. Uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> there we are, Curtis laying down the law. I on thought the dark he was universe. very good. He is very good. Yeah, and hopefully, like, I think the next one, like, it's a hard task to do that movie and then find out, oh, it's going to be this opening chapter and another thing. Yeah. And the next one sounds great. What like, is the next one? It's Bride of, Frankens Bride of Frankenstein in 2019 on Valentine's Day it comes out. And it's Bill Condon who did of Gods, of, um, Gods and Monsters, the biopic of James Whale. Yeah. The director mm -hmm. of the it's original good film movies. And he did um, Beauty and the Beast, didn't he? Did he? I think so. Have I just made that up? That sounds great. Um, Javier Bardem is the monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got a monster face. Yeah. And they say, you know, Alex Kurtzman told us that they're using the iconic universal monster makeup. Oh, cool. Because they own that. That's copyrighted. Yeah. So they, they'd be stupid not to use that because that's what everyone thinks Frankenstein yeah. looks like. I really hope they use the Edgar Winter song. They had the Robert De Niro Frankenstein. I've never yeah. seen that version. It's really good. <laughs> that comes on every time Frankenstein comes on. Yeah. That's how you know. Honestly, I don't even know if it's in the film. I've just played a pinball machine based on that film. And, that. and it plays that song the whole I love time. It. Oh, God, he's so grotesque. His skin is so yellow. Yeah, that would actually be a really good feature, to play the pinball machines for films that you haven't seen. And then <laughs> see if you can work, out, you the can work out the plot of the That's film. That's actually really right. good. Yeah. We should find that out. With piano. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what this is about. Because, <laughs> do you know what? If we did that, it would help us figure out films. And do you know what you need oh. to figure out films for? Keyword countdown. If you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, IMDb categorized their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. What I've done is picked five films, and I've done it this week, because I was getting some stick last three weeks. <laughs> well, I haven't bothered. Look how proud you are of yourself for <laughs> doing, doing your, your own work. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, completed side quest can have a beer from <laughs> Hub. I was going to have a beer for this. XP, anyway, five. Um, yeah, so I've taken five films, and you guys have to guess what those films are by the keywords. An awesome email from uh, David Baker. And what I like about this is because he's so short, you can tell that he's doing it as he figured it out. Mm. But it says, uh, I never get the answer, and this week I got American Beauty on the first clue. I went fucking mental. When I was listening back to that <laughs> podcast, you not getting American Beauty was fucking me up. Yeah. I was so angry. Plastic, <laughs> plastic, plastic bag. bag. I put them on. Yeah, there we are. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. I'm not it's very good. good at this. It's good. Yeah, you are. Come nice. On. 
Learn them into block. a false Look at that. That's absolutely... Okay, mental block That's on. pathetic. Okay. Mourinho mind games, those. Film and be all also be thinking about <laughs> link. the link. We never get that link. Space. Film number one. No opening credits. Batman Begins. Title spoken by character. Star Wars. <laughs> um, it is the biggest Star Wars of all. Of the galaxy. <laughs> Single parent. Liar, liar. Widower. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, no, Father-daughter relationship. Crop failure. Signs. Saving the world. Looper. Oh, um, Looper. Uh, Interstellar. Yes. Oh, well done. Crop failure. What did I get it on? I, I would have had it. That's uh, saving good. the world. Uh, you got four points for that one. The other one: space travel, bookcase, reference to Murphy's Law. Well done, Krupa. Is it is, is, is a link Murphy's Law? <laughs> no, it should have been. Not, it's not. It's not a been. law. Should have been. <laughs> it's lawless. <clears throat> Film number two. Death of a Child. Max Payne. Carousel. Oh, oh face off. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well done. <laughs> well done. Fair play. Title spoken by character. FBI. Panties. Peach. Waking up from a coma. Dual wield. <laughs> Such stupid video game Bull- language. Yeah, like bullet ballet guns. Um, <laughs> Dual wield bullet ballet. Face bullet tra- ballet. Yeah. Uh, face off. transplant. Could, um, could eat a peach for hours. Yeah. Like it really, like stays with that scene. Yeah. Was face off? Grim, isn't it? Was face off John Woo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense why it's bullet ballet then. Mm. That's, a ridi- that's a ridiculous. Movie. What a great movie. Someone good. says face off. Yeah, I want to take yeah. your face off. off. Oh, it's not even right. Yeah. Face Off was on... He says it. He says it, yeah. <laughs> face not. Off was on my flight out to Miami the other week. I almost watched it, but... I, I, if I that watched, was on a flight, I, I would, would watch, watch it. Yeah. I watched, we should all sync up. Oh, I'd love to do that. <gasps> well, yeah, we should sync up a movie. We should watch yeah, one me, film sync up. my sisters do that when we were kids. You're like, ready? One, two, three, go. It's really exciting, because yeah. then you all yeah. look around. Yeah. Like when we watched, watch accidentally watched the Thor trailer the, at the same yeah. time the other day. It was really nice that we laughed at the same time. I was like, oh. Yeah. I, haven't seen, I still haven't seen Moana, and that's definitely going to be oh, on the flight. So I watched that on the last oh, did flight you? I did. Oh, never mind. All right, we'll find something else. It's very good. You should watch it. Film number three. Buenos Aires, Argentina. Not many films. Triple X three. Female slaps male butt. <laughs> Salt. Female frontal nudity. Blood splatter. The interview what with a vampire. High school teacher. What the fuck is this? Wild tales. That's the that Unisex shower. Starship Troopers. Yes. Oh, yes. well done. Well done. Someone who knows Starship Troopers very well is going to get that on the first guess. Bon yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really yeah. big thing, yeah. Nine, eight, seven, six, five. Five points to Joe. God, uh, that scene stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this wondrous place? Oh, <laughs> Are all showers like this in the future? What a utopia. That version of American football they play in that is the oh, funniest class, thing yeah. in the world. Like they're always, it's like a silver ball. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Military. Citizenship. Leg bitten off. Insect. Insect. <clears throat> Dr. Doogie Houses in it. Oh, yeah. Film. Why did Doogie Howser inspire the little? Don't know. Delicious. Film number four. Time in title. Time. About time. Three ten to humor. Wise crack humor. 
ethnic slur. Oh, God. Inappropriate use of the N-word. Handcuffed to steering wheel. Oh, it's Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2! <laughs> yes! I can't believe so it! So glad you got that. Five, six points for you. Well done, Time Joe. Timing title, that, good. that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. That's very really good. good. Really good. I'm glad you got that, because I was afraid what would happen if you did Handcuffed that. to steering wheel, I was just like, <laughs> that's when he goes in and he asks him if you want a beef and beef burrito! Bloody <laughs> old Joe. Yes! I've never seen it. Oh my God, it's nah, so I good. I mean, it's obviously racist, but it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just going from the keywords, I can tell it was a bit racist. Uh, bad temper, console, which I really liked. Uh, Chinese abroad, impersonating a police officer, buddy comedy. Oh, this is wicked, guys. Uh, we're on 13 points to Krupa. And 11 points to Joe. Delicious. Tight. Tight at the top. It's all to play for. It's always tight at the top. Here we go. Hey, tell me about it. Gareth Bale's hair. I had too much fun doing this one. <laughs> this particular one yeah. I did hear you chuckling when you yeah I was pissing this. myself no you, I think you heard me uh, laughing at dual wheeled oh right <laughs> but I did have a lot of fun doing this one <clears throat> wedding anniversary emotional manipulation Mr and Mrs Smith sexual manipulation cheaper by the dozen psychological manipulation <laughs> oh god um, oh, Media no. manipulation. Gone Girl. Oh, yes. God. Gone Girl. Yes. Fair play. That's very good. I would not have got that. <laughs> Six points to Krupa. Well done. Uh, How many more manipulations did you have? Where it was emotional ma- manipulation, sexual manipulation, <laughs> psychological manipulation, media manipulation, manipulative personality. <laughs> What gave it away? <laughs> Bare breast, surprise ending, based on a novel. Is this all bird breast? Missing person. No, <laughs> I would never have got that. Uh, so, Croops, you get that, man. We're 19 points for this Smash. week. And three guesses. That's fucking banging, mate. Fair play, lad. Anybody know what the link is? Uh, let's go through them again. Uh, Interstellar. Uh, what the fuck is that? Oh, Interstellar, Face Off, Starship Troopers, Rush Hour... Uh, Gone Girl. Chinese people's involvement. <laughs> Redheads. No. Think about the episode of the show we were just done. The first part. We all have three E's in LA. In Can't give you that. Can't give you that. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what? Video game adaptation? adaptations? I wouldn't know if there was a Rush Hour video game. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. <laughs> All of the films were either had scenes that were filmed in the LA Convention Center. Oh, that's very good, Gavin. Yeah. I don't really know which bit of Rush Hour that is. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is actually quite, uh, it's bits of it that that's actually quite misleading because it's just like, where the fuck? Oh, the giant insects. Like, I've, been, I've, been, I've been at Convention Center. Interstellar. That's um, one. That's when he says oh. to the bad, the bad man, he goes, "Wipe yourself off, you dead." It's amazing. <laughs> it's like it's, I love uh, if you go Senate House Library, where I used to go when I was um, studying at UCL. That was used in Batman Begins. So when you walk through the corridor to get into it, it's the bit where Bruce goes to like shoot Joe Chill. Okay. In, in and then Katie Holmes ah, stops nice. him. That's pretty cool. That's really good. Uh, excellent. That was Keyword Countdown for this week. This is feedback for this week. If you that want was, to get in touch with... What was you going to say? I was going to say, I'd like to say that was one of the best ones for a long time. Thank you. It was, good. It was so really good. Stop. You, 
You boys using nailed it. Amateurs versions. <laughs> Pull your finger out. <clears throat> Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. This is from Soham Potnis. I'm really sorry about that because that's probably not using your name. Hey, IGN UK team. Long time listener. Second time writing in. In brackets, my first time was never read out. <laughs> Still fucking bitter about that, aren't we? Um, firstly, Krupa's sarcasm is out of this world. Please never stop. Secondly, you guys talk about good movies like Trainspotting 2, Alien, Whiplash, but I was wondering, <laughs> like, are we like that's what we're known for. <laughs> Transporting two, Alien, Whiplash, the biggies, <laughs> latest, sometimes older films as well. <laughs> but I was wondering if you guys ever considered watching good international movies, and if you have, what were they? I'm from India, and I suggest watching these Bollywood movies. They're really good. Ooh. Dangle, Three Idiots, Piku, Lagan, PK, Queen. Please let me know if I could suggest more. Please do. Keep the clarity up. P.S. Make Gav say Doctor Who the way Rory imitates it. Never. Um, I've never watched a Bollywood movie. I, I've never watched a Bollywood movie. Uh, There's loads that have been recently added to Netflix. Really? In the UK, yeah. Awesome. You know what? I haven't. I don't think I have. No. That's bad. So, um, Good international you, movies, though. Soham, if you go on Netflix, right, give us like the top five yeah, Bollywood yeah, movies on, on Netflix. Yeah, find us on UK Netflix. That would be In really the UK, good. and then we'll watch, we'll, we'll watch Actually, them. we'll do that. We should do that for a segment on a future yeah. episode. We'll fantastic. all agree to watch it. I'll do a keyword countdown on Bollywood movies. Don't you dare. <laughs> I think the reason why I haven't, and it's probably a misconception, yeah. is that I think they're all really long. Right. And it's dancing in the same way that I right, watch yeah. classic musicals. Yes. No, but totally that's agree. probably a massive misconception. I'm sure it is, yeah. So I've just shown myself as a you, cultural you show dolt. your colours. Uh, so, um, so if you give us the top five, what were you going to say about international movies, Joe? Just because I said it earlier when you mentioned Buenos Aires, <clears> there <throat> is a brilliant Argentinian film on Amazon at the moment called Wild Tales, yeah. which is, I think it's four or five short movies along a sort of a similar theme, which is always like people vaguely having a breakdown but for different reasons right and it is amazing like there's one particular short film in it that's about um sort of a wedding going wrong mid-ceremony and all the repercussions from that that is so horrible and so funny it's How absolutely brilliant it? um matthew castle who we used to work with mm. like that's could a, not stop talking about it that's that's really really, that's really good. good it's fantastic does anyone in any of those five stories <clears throat> takes their face off not them <laughs> I'm out no, no, because no. I could just watch Face Off. <laughs> yeah, could just watch Face Off. Well, I've been but trying with, to... with Spanish audio. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to watch Time Crimes. On Netflix. Oh, I forgot about Time yeah, Crimes. Watch, I watch Time Crimes. It's really good. That's off Netflix now. Is it? Yeah, I was going to watch it. Shut up, serious? Yeah, motherfucker. I watch it illegally. What was that Spanish? Spanish? Spanish, yeah. yeah, yeah What's yeah. that? It's good. What's that? <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's that? Where are they from? Um, here we go. Good. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, if you if anybody has any really good international movies to suggest, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Daniel. Hey IGN UK team. This is Michael. I've been out of college for a year or so now, but when I heard you talking about the topic of dorm room posters, I felt the need to jump in. Mm-hmm. Freshman year. So just first year. Dorm room. Yeah, he's revealed himself, hasn't he? You have to uh, sleep in a room with other people what's... in America. It's ridiculous. I did in my first year. Oh yeah, of course you did. Yeah. That's why you like yeah. American football. It just seeps yeah. in. <laughs> I absolutely looked out first day at uni when I turned up. They like they, they basically reveal which of these three blocks you were living in. Yeah. I got a sh- ensuite and a fridge. Hello, hello. Um, it's like a, just a lottery. Um, freshman year, that's his first year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was sharing a tiny studio apartment with a friend of mine from high school. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's all right. One weekend, his mother came to visit. While they were out to lunch, I went to a street market and found a black and white poster of a shirtless Cristiano Ronaldo reclining on a chair. I bought it and stuck it to our cement ceiling directly over his bed. (laughs) 
Where it camouflaged nicely. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't discovered until his mother decided to lay down, only to look up and see the chiseled man <laughs> her son was sleeping under every night. She had many questions. I, I can see why fantastic. Gav chose this. Love the show. You keep it up. He likes a prank. Japes. He and does. He does like he a prank, doesn't he? literally pranked you today. He did it only today. <laughs> a, girl, a girl from another company in our, in our office is leaving. And uh, I was told that I'd already written her a goodbye <laughs> message in her, in her leaving card. <laughs> and it said, I will... What is it? I'll miss you every I'll, day. I'll miss seeing you every day and 10 kisses, Joe Scrabbles. <laughs> so the card came to me after I thought you'd had it. And I went, blimey. Like, I didn't realise Joe... Like, what's happened here? Like, Joe, I mean, like, you had this deep bond with an this illi- person. An illicit and I felt pressured. I put three kisses. I was like, well, if Joe's going ten, I'll do three. Well, it's because I said, Powers handed me the card, and he, he took ages signing it. I went, oh, shit, who's leaving? And he told me the name of the girl. I was like, I literally don't know who that is. Neither um, do I. So I was like, well, you love it, mate. Well, I got such a. <laughs> you love it, and you it, do. It so nearly got past. Like, it went past, and I just. Saw Alex I'm glad, with a big I'm card. Glad I was like, It almost went to her, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I just drew a big arrow next to it and said, actually, Gav wrote this, but I, I mean every word. That's pretty good. Um, oh. Did you ever do any pranks at uni? Pranks at uni. There used to be a thing called uh, Room Job. Room Job, lads, come on. Um, where if Neither you went, of us would have done if it. You, no, no. If you, <laughs> if you went away for the weekend, um, people would get somehow get the key from the uh, uh, caretaker. Yeah, break into you and burn all your stuff. <laughs> all your it was stuff, wicked. Yeah. Um, no, they would come in, they would go basically either take all of your stuff out of the room and put it somewhere. Um, or like we had like stuff where people like stuck loads of stuff to the ceiling and things like that. Like it was pretty grim. We had a guy who had a really ratty old dressing gown that we lived with <laughs> and someone in our, well, Someone in our house. A load of us bike locked it to a radiator so he couldn't wear it anymore, and he got well angry. <laughs> the dressing gowns were bike locked. Yeah, Christ. And uh, and we like changed the combination on the bike lock because it was his. <laughs> he spent so long sitting there going through every combination to get his fucking. Mate, that's going to take you years. He did it. Did he? Yeah. He looked out. He was quick. Pranks from you? Any pranks? I, uh, when you were talking then, I was trying to think, and I thought of two, and I just can't repeat them. Shut up. Yeah, there's one I can't. Like, it was not. Pr- oh, they both no. involve that word. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whose pubes are setting fire to? <laughs> if, it was pub- if it was pube singeing, I'd tell you right away. Singe your pubes, mate. Oh. Yeah. Should we yeah. do that when Let's we're... do it at E3. No, no one's oh, singeing anyone's can pubes. We prank well, right. at E3. We've all had fun with the pubes singeing. I got fucking pranked for about six months with Pennywise the Clown, it's mate. You loved it. I'm not, I'm not seeing what prank. There's a difference between a prank and a haunting, Gav. All right, yeah. <laughs> Because we had nothing to do with that. We were but the servants <laughs> of Bob Gray, the dancing clown. Oh, there you are. Flower what's your, what's, down what's yours? under what's your desk. Yours? What's yours? Fraser Suthi. Fraser Suthi has a very particular and vivacious writing style. Mm. His subject line is... You read is, this before? No. Oh. Well, I've been reading it a little bit in the okay, background. Right, yeah, yeah. It says, want views, big money, juicy content, easy. Full stop. That's subject. That's just a subject, guys. You ready? Yes. Hey, guys. I woke up this morning with a vengeful <coughs> hangy, so I'm taking the obvious next step in dropping IGN an email. As I'm a studentoid, I'll give a quick mention of the posters adorning my walls. Got some Biffy Clyro, Foles, Trainspotting, Pulp Fiction, and the Psychedelic Furs. Big up, HMV, son. What I was really wondering, though, 
is that I've seen via Twitter that you lot are looking for a new Overwatch teammate who may do some editing on the side. This got me thinking, why not turn the job interview into a feature for the site? Imagine a cross between The Apprentice and Total Wipeout. You've just imagined IG... (laughs) Oh shit, I fucked it. You've just imagined IG Enter the Dragon. We can focus group the name later. A game show devised by Fraser Sati. Contestants perform everyday office tasks while they're slagged off in the comments. Obviously, current staff will play the judges' roles. He goes through the names of the judges with nicknames. Rory, disputed origin powers. Alicia, jump scare judge. That works really well. Alex, E3 junkie Simmons. Dale, it's platinum or nothing driver. (laughs) I've forgotten about this part of my personality. Joe Pornhub Premium Scrabbles. I didn't know what that was. I don't know what that is. There was, was one on email that. that came in ages ago that said I constantly talk about porn. And to be fair... You talk about this, it right now. In this... <laughs> to be fair, Gosh, oh, addiction. addiction. To be fair, in this show, I did mention the Starship Troopers uh, shower scene, so it all works. You'll like this one. Daniel, books are good, Krooper. <laughs> <laughs> that is my catchphrase. And Gav... How many have I had this week, Murphy? <laughs> Let me know what you guys think. Let's blue sky this thing. Hope you guys have a rock and roll E3. Fraser Sati, Manchester-based student and freelance That's content conceiver. Good email. It's good Very email. Very good He's email. He's obviously a big Office fan as well, which I like. It's good. <clears throat> Some of you bloody love. <laughs> Is that an Office reference? Yeah. I don't care. Uh, Just always assume. Yeah. As soon as you... Say something in a quicker than normal way. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very excited way. <laughs> yeah. um, this is from Emily Holiday. She says, hi, IGN crew. Love the podcast as always. You all have such a good laugh. It always cheers me up and puts a grin on my face on my bus ride to work. Thank you very much, Emily. That's lovely. Hoping you can help me out with an answer to my question. Do you need a degree to get into the games journalism industry? Or can you do it by building up your own portfolio of reviews, etc.? My partner recently lost his job and has been feeling really shitty and down. He's not sure what to do. And I think views not having a degree is a barrier to anything he really wants to do, despite being massively creative and intelligent. I seem to remember a podcast from a while back where one of you mentioned you used to be a sheet metal worker and at the age of 30 switched career. Yeah. That was Dave. Was he actually a sheet metal worker? Or was yeah. it something we made up? No. Okay, Dale, Dale, he actually did. Yeah. Dale used right, to make parts for British tanks. Okay. <laughs> if any of you could please great. help us out by answering <laughs> the above question and telling us your story, I'd be really grateful and like you guys even more. P.S. Joe Scrabbles is one of my faves. Yay! Thanks, really sorry to hear about your partner's job, man. I know, that, that sucks. sucks. That's um, the worst. But to answer your que- question, I do have a degree, but it's not I don't think, like, We're literally advertising for a job right now, and I can yeah. guarantee you Alex, our boss, who's looking through applications, mm. isn't looking no, at the degree. Absolutely bit. not, yeah. He yeah. doesn't have a degree. Like, he's not yeah. looking at that. He's looking at other things. Yeah, absolutely. The, the games yeah. industry is full of people who got into Tears, it through really weird, sturdy ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, we've got a friend who got in by being funny on <clears throat> forums and then lying about his age and getting his first job. Who's that? Steve. Oh, yeah. Our friend Steve. I think oh, it's yeah. much more important that you're doing stuff and yeah. you have a voice and you're creative and you do stuff. So many people are like, I want to yeah. work in games. It's like, oh, what have you done? Nothing. Yeah. That's, ab- that's I always, absolutely like, it. I did film at uni, but like, I always, loads of people ask me all the time, like, uh, how do I start, how do I get into making like videos about video games? It's like, anyone can do it like yeah. you can literally like, you. you just should be doing it and like especially if you want to write you just should be writing like because then you'll get better as well yeah. and then yeah. eventually when you, there is that big job come along or yeah. that big opportunity you'll have a substantial body of work to point towards yeah, it's absolutely. not even necessarily writing about games like I wanted to write about music mm. and did that for years that's what 
I cut my teeth on. Then yeah. I wrote one thing about games that luckily got front page by a website, and that got me my first internship. Yeah, like it was one piece, not mm. a portfolio. Yeah, like it's just being. And I guess there's also there. something said, like yeah, making contacts. like make yourself yeah. available. Yeah. Being, you know, work also, like work hard on. Yeah, on every element of what your job's going to be. Yeah, like, don't oh, oh, like a couple of things as well. It's like don't be a bell end. That's a very good point. Like because I feel like, like that's where karma exists in a very real way. Yeah, because mm. people remember that stuff as well. And I feel I feel like you know people misplace enthusiasm and it can go a little bit too far. And like that's never going to be good. Like just know when to stop being enthusiastic and eager, yeah. and then but not persistent. Like yeah, know yeah, when yeah. you need to be persistent, when not to be. But yeah. it's like be be easy to work with. Like yeah. if you start freelancing for a place, always deliver on time. Be easy to work with. Yeah, and you'll, you'll get asked to do more stuff. And don't think cynicism is the key to being Absolutely. intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like that's so, no. it's a mistake so many people make as they think they have to be angry about things yeah. for people to take them seriously. Mm. It's like. Getting people excited for something is way more yeah. difficult and in, like more interesting. Yeah. Mm. Also, as well, there's you know, is obviously there aren't that many jobs on websites and stuff like that, and like freelancing is quite hard. But like, don't write off other avenues of getting into games and stuff as well. Like, I was just thinking of Tom Regan, that he's like a freelance writer who started mm. in like PR, and I think like there's a company who we work with, like Indigo Pearl, like they've hired people. Like that they've met at restaurants and stuff like that because they're going to look. I want to work in games and I don't have any experience, but they've obviously not a bell end and they've got a job and stuff like that. So I think go. our overarching piece of advice is don't be a bell don't end. be a bell end. But that's, that's like advice for everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even if, if you're a game journalist or sheet metal worker, <laughs> don't be a bell end. You'll be all right, buyers. <laughs> and then we got one more Krupa. This is from Ben yeah. Langston to the podcast people. Was it last week or the week before? I'm not sure. But you were recently talking about trade and their amazing sandwiches. Yes. Imagine my excitement then when I stumbled on a new branch that had just opened opposite my flat on Essex Road. I used to live near there. Where's Essex Road? Um, it's in Angel. Like, that's, one, that's like from Angel all, Station. That's almost walkable. We've got, mine. like, Ooh. at some point, we've got to get a free sandwich from this place. Because we've mentioned about four Yeah, I tried to look them up now. on Twitter. They haven't used their Twitter account for two years. What? So I thought, like, oh, if we tag them in the IGN UK account. Yeah, I did it the other day. Someone nah. said to me, like, oh, um, nah. what sandwiches, uh, what was that awesome sandwich? And I was like, oh, it's this place. Best Reuben in London. Fuck all. This is, this is the kind of cynicism that will get you somewhere in the games <laughs> <Yeah>. industry. <laughs> It'll this, get you right to be, free sandwich <laughs> down. This is going to be sandwich gate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, Gav. You were right. What a sandwich. What a sandwich. <laughs> this is really funny this oh this is, is really yeah, yeah. yeah I read this when I came in uh, in other unrelated news I used to work in your office block for a charity called Asthma UK oh we're on the third floor on Asthma UK on like the second floor I think the first yeah first, yeah, first yeah, yeah. gotta put Asthma UK on the first floor <laughs> they're the only people who take the stairs which I find really funny <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last there very long before I had to leave on account of there being too many C words what Anyway, when At I a charity At asthma, At asthma. Anyway, when I first started there, I used to see you guys around the area or in the lift, etc. I just assumed I knew you all. I couldn't work out where from, and I would smile, nod my head, and then wonder who the fuck you were. <laughs> <laughs> then the panty drops one day when I saw Gavin reception, and he mentioned Wales <laughs> genuinely to whoever he was with. Fuck, oh, anyone or, who would listen, or, 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 or he might have been on his own. 
<laughs> just talking to the security guard about whales and how great it is. Ben. <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed that Ask Me UK is run by those people. Maybe he's well, a better. I was well. Oh, yeah, maybe. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I just thought I was funny. Yeah, that's, that's very a funny. What a funny coincidence. But yeah, I very good that, sandwich. I hate that that brand works for you. It's good, yeah. <laughs> that's so annoying. Yeah, the whale say, oh. The thing is, lots of people are going to be listening to this being like, wait, Gav, you're saying don't be a bellend. Like, so they they hit their bellend quota with you. Okay, so <laughs> They're right. Bellend stops now. Because you're going to be on the Xbox live show. Yeah. Right. Tea bags. Whales. <laughs> like, what words are you getting oh, in? Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> well, what, like dragon, because like, you mentioned scale bound. Oh, we'll never see that dragon. That's one. Never see that dragon. Um, uh, I think whales has like whales at some point. I mean, that's a given, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's not trying, is it? Yeah. I'll be see- wearing my Welsh football top because I will be abroad. So <laughs> <laughs> for the week, yeah, just stinking. Oh, God, um, can't wait to share a apartment with you <laughs> there we go that's the IGN UK podcast for another week if you want to catch us you can IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com and we'll be bringing you an awesome E3 podcast from LA next week with five of us boom Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.